Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein. Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Every week, we take a look at business through the eyes of our special guests. Our goal is to entertain with the bold and the brash challenge your point of view by bringing you wildly successful people in their area of business because they live it and breathe it. They're not just talking about it, they're doing it. No posers here. Only folks who talk the talk because they're able to walk the walk. Yeah. (laughs) My guest, Steve Russell, real estate agent. He's sitting here in studio with me. We're live and uh, having a great time. Today's show is the rules to use to sell your home for more money before you list it. So I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to take a wild guess that we're going to go way beyond just the rules you can use to sell your house. Am I right? You're right. That's that's a very good, astute uh, thought on your side. Now awesome. you've got me. Th- I'm, I'm still blown away by wildly successful. I, I don't know what to do with that, but continue. Well, so, so here's why I say that, okay? I mean, I take a look at, at my buddy's bio here, and I've known Steve for a while, and, um, and I had him write this up for me, and I'll tell you something. I mean, there is some remarkable power to this that I actually... I have a tremendous ghostwriter, but continue. That's okay. Ghosting is good. It is. So Steve's been selling real estate in Arizona since 2007. So we're coming up, I mean, we're talking 10 years. Anything you do for 10 years, you're probably an expert. And I can tell you that from work uh, that I've witnessed and work that, uh, that Steve is actually doing for me and my wife, um, he is wildly successful and a professional. After initially selling commercial properties, which is where Steve started in real estate, he made the switch to residential in 2009, where his early success earned him the honor of being Keller Williams Arizona Realty's Rookie Agent of the Year in 2010. So, um, wildly successful. Yeah, ching, mark that. Steve's a Minnesota native and uh, has remained a top 20 agent in his office while helping his clients from across the country buy and sell millions of dollars in investment properties, land, retirement homes, and primary residences. Prior to his real estate career, which we're going to talk a little bit about, um, Steve did other stuff. I'm not going to give it away here because then it's like, wait a minute, you said that. Why would you ask that question? But he did other stuff, trust me. Um, and, uh, and he earned some awards in that. So not only is he an expert in real estate, but he's got it going on in other things too, which is pretty cool. Um, and being a well-rounded person when he's not selling real estate, this Michigan State alum practices yoga, plays golf, Orange Theory Fitness, hikes, runs, and passionately cheers for his Minnesota sports teams. Hey, how about um, AP coming from, well, actually, it was a, a stop at New Orleans in between. But uh, good to have him on the Arizona Cardinals, which... Nice debut. Dang. No Very kidding. Very nice debut. No kidding. Before we get into this, I have to first say I am flattered to be on this show. Oh, I've please. known you for a while, and uh, <laughs> you are 
an absolutely uh, fantastic client and fantastic friend. So the fact that you want me on my show is extremely humbling. So I am uh, very honored and flattered to be here. So I want to get that out right away. And uh, speaking of uh, rallies, I would like to give kudos to your New York Yankees. No for, kidding. Uh, bouncing back from a 2-0 deficit to the Astros and uh, coming along to score six unanswered. Uh, so that yep. was back then and during the uh, the uh, ALCS. So anyway, uh, wish them well as they continue. Awesome. Thank you. So, you know, in, in formulating the topic for the show and looking at the rules of real estate, I, I thought to myself, it's like, you know what? It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what you do. Real estate is pretty much a hot topic. It's something where, you know, properties are either, it's either a buyer's market or a seller's market, or there's some kind of balance. Um, and, you know, properties, properties are either, you know, exploding in value or diminishing. And we've had, uh, we've had our fair share of, you know, wild swings here in the Phoenix metropolitan area in the last, oh, I don't know, you know, 20 years, 10 years, certainly 10 years. Um, but it's something where, you know, to, to give listeners an idea, um, Steve's been doing this, like I said, for, you know, better than 10 years or actually 10 years um, and uh, eight years in the residential side. And um, so he's got a wealth of experience in that and, and does other things and has done other things as well. Um, so before, though, we get and dig into real estate, um, I want to give my listeners an opportunity to get a little to know, get to know you a little bit better. So um, and. You know, maybe there's more than one, but think back and, I mean, heck, maybe it's this morning, I don't know, or last week. But to this point in your life, who has been the biggest influence in your life? Um, we'll touch on this a little bit. Uh, what I did before I got into real estate, I had a 14-year uh, career in something else, and we will probably talk about that a little bit. And the hint is that's why he brought up sports right away. But uh, growing up in Minnesota, my uh, growing up in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, my biggest influence had to be my uncle Tim. Uh, he was at the time when I was growing up a talk show host on the biggest AM radio show uh, station in uh, the Twin Cities called WCCO. Yeah. Three O. Oh my gosh. Are CCO, you familiar? CCO is legendary. Legendary. And so he had on the show. Uh, it, it varied at times, but when during his heyday, he was on from, I believe, uh, 1 to 4 or 11 to 3 with a woman by the name of Ruth, Ruth Kozlak, and it was called The Russell and Kozlak Show, and it was huge, and he had on a number of guests, and I would listen to him, and my two favorite stories he, would, he talked about was uh, he had on uh, the infamous uh, uh, wrestler Hulk Hogan on his show and that was quite the experience <laughs> and then my other favorite story about him is he had on the probably the most infamous supermodel of all time cindy crawford oh my and the story after that was that he was with his wife my aunt judy about maybe a year later in northern minnesota at a cabin and Cindy Crawford was married to Richard Gere at the time. Yep. And they saw them out, and my uncle 
came up to her and just said, hey, uh, Miss Crawford, great to see you again. You were on my show about a year ago. And she gave him the weirdest look like he was a stalker. Could not remember <laughs> him. And I just remember him laughing at the story. She looked at him like, I don't know who you are, creep. Get away. And so, but he did interview her, but he said that was a phenomenal interview. Uh, but he interviewed everyone. So that being said, I would listen to the show, and he was a master of impressions. He did everything from... Uh, from Ronald Reagan to Howard Cosell to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. And he would entertain us at family parties. I got into broadcasting because of that, because of watching him. And now he is on a show, still to this day, on National Public Radio called uh, Prairie Home Companion. Oh, yeah. Which was led by the great Garrison Keillor, who retired about a year ago. Okay. And he is still on that show. So that being said, I got into broadcasting for a long time. And... Uh, it's still his, he was a, he had a work, work ethic, a tremendous work ethic. And uh, I like to think that I, I try to emulate that work ethic in real estate as well. So I think that's, that's garnered, gotten my success as being, uh, is my work ethic that I watched him and his, he was wildly successful in broadcasting. So that was my first real role model and watching him uh, successful in his broadcasting career. And the other one I have to say is my father. Uh, I have a very similar career now as my father. He, for 30 plus years, owned his own travel agency in the Twin Cities. And so one of his biggest clients was the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, so he would charter flights for Viking fans to uh, various warm locales when the Vikings would play at the Dolphins or at the time beforehand, the Los Angeles Rams. And so they would also charter flights for fans going to the Super Bowl. So that's a whole. And my father would work his tail off as every fan, as every Minnesotan would want to go to Las Vegas to go golf in the fall and the winter. And then he would have slow summer months because who'd want to leave Minnesota in the summertime? So I just learned a lot of work ethic, like work your tail off during the high seasons and then take a break during the summer season. So those are my top two role models, clearly. And they're brothers, my uncle and my father on my father's side, obviously. So, that's really cool, and it's uh, it's actually um, kind of neat that uh, that you picked up and made the connection between their hard work and their success, and that you that you've sought to emulate that because it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, definitely rubbed off. On and they you. really didn't tell me to work hard. I just watched my father work hard. I never really. Peter, it was only recently in the last six months that I, we just we literally had this conversation about, you know, I'm really kind of following your footsteps in, you know, both a commission-based uh, career and you have your ups and downs, but you just learn how to get through them. And actually, my mother brought it up with me, said, you know, you're following, you're following your father's footsteps in how he did things. He would have these slow months and would get get a little nervous, but then the winter would come along and then every Minnesotan would, would fill up all of his Northwest Airline planes and fly to Hawaii. Oh, uh, they would fly to San Diego. They would fly to Las Vegas. And so he would do tremendously well in the summertime. Who wants to go to Hawaii when you are in Minnesota when it's 75 degrees every day and you've right. got lakes and <laughs> why go to water when you've got beautiful water there? So in the wintertime, let's get the heck out of here. So... Well, anyway, it's the same situation here in Arizona. Unless you're into ice fishing. And unless you're into ice fishing, which, God bless my father, he never picked that up. <laughs> he never passed along to me. Uh, he did pass along ice hockey. Ah, and yeah. he did pass along snow football. And uh, he, we were um, avid hockey fans. Snow and, golf? Uh, 
Snow golf? No. Um, there is a no. There is a great Darn. YouTube video of a guy trying to hit a golf ball off some ice, and he falls right in the water. It's an absolute classic. Oh but, my goodness! But no, we embraced much like if you were raised in Arizona, you embrace the heat in the summertime. Yeah. Uh, we embrace the. 10 below freezing temperatures <laughs> of Minnesota in the wintertime. I know you're shaking as a leaf as we sit, and uh, I just I still miss it. I'll be honest with you. I've been out of Minnesota for about 20-plus years, and I still miss the changing of the seasons. So yeah. anyway, that's a whole – we could talk hockey for about six hours and the love. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, my father and my uncle, two biggest influences in my life – both, you know, developing relationships and my work ethic, I would say. That's uh, that's awesome, and I can attest to it uh, firsthand. So we're um, we're actually coming up uh, pretty close to our first break, and uh, I mean we're just speeding along, which is awesome because I love the way that we're pacing here. Uh, when we come back out of break, we're going to talk a little bit about some things that have been exciting in your life and how you've applied them. Uh, to your work life, not just your work ethic, um, but things that have been just really exciting. And it might be from your broadcast career, might be from real estate, um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back in two minutes. Refresh your coffee. Mine's, uh, mine's actually gotten a little bit cold, so I may get a warm up and uh, we'll see you in two. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to HPowerMarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to HPowerMarketing.com. That's HPowerMarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's HPowerMarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, 
Back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Steve Russell, real estate agent and uh, man of uh, man of many talents and uh, and actually an amazing work ethic, which uh, which we heard about uh, in the first uh, in the first segment, and something that we talked about heading out of the first segment, coming into the second segment here, uh, is uh, an opportunity to get to know Steve a little bit more, even and get a sense from him as to. Um, what's been exciting to him in his business life. So, um, I mean, think back and, you know, heck, maybe it, it might have even been before business, um, the opportunity to get into business. What was, what's the one standout thing, or maybe you have a couple of things that are the most exciting things to you that you've happened, that have happened to you in business? So before I got into real estate, I was in uh, sports broadcasting and news broadcasting. The one thing I did really well in news broadcasting is I was able to get people who did not want to go on camera to do television interviews uh, during very tough moments. Uh, I would, I hate to use the word convince, but I would encourage them to the point of, okay, I'd make them feel comfortable with, okay. I will go on camera with you or actually, can you take me off camera and just hear my voice? And I would give them the confidence to do that. And so I would take that experience, that ability, and translate it to real estate because when you are buying a house, whether it's your first or fifth or investment property, it's a pretty big investment. It's one of the biggest you're ever gonna make in your life. So you need to work with someone who is actually going to give you the encouragement and the confidence to say, hey, this is actually a good idea, or hey, I don't think we should do this. And I have the ability to make someone feel pretty good about that. And yep. I, I don't snow them. I'll tell them, hey, I don't think this is a good idea, and here's why. But um, And also, that same ability of kind of negotiate with someone to put them on camera, the ability to negotiate someone when they're trying to get a deal. And you're asking about what was one of my uh, better experiences. I have a client in Philadelphia, very, very successful man. And of just, you, just easy going, you couldn't tell. Uh, the guy's worth millions. And just, you'd see him off the street and go, that guy's, he's the most, hum he defines humble. And we, I was working with him and we saw a house that was listed at for 1.6 million and he said I want to offer 1 million so they're in between <laughs> trying to figure out to get them between a $600,000 <laughs> gap yeah and I remember I called the seller and I said here's our offer and he screamed at me <laughs> are you nuts and his Peter his offer he came back I'll come down to 1.59999999. Just the nines kept continuing. I would do the same thing. I don't blame send, you. Send a message. So <laughs> I was able to bring both sides together and get the deal done just because of I literally negotiated that price of what are you trying to accomplish on both sides. So I do the same thing in television. What are you trying to accomplish? And what can I, how, how can I make it easier for you to tell your story and take away that anxiety. How can I get you to buy this house and, and make it feel like a win on both sides? And that's been, a, I don't know how I do it, but I'm able to do it. And I just, uh, I've done it recently with another uh, multi-million dollar deal. And I had two people who were 
far apart, and I brought the two sides together. So it is that ability of not, of, okay, what can you do? And I can establish the relationship between both sides and find out their needs and wants and bring them both together. You attract more, you attract more business with honey, not vinegar. It's pretty simple. So that's my, that's been a help from broadcasting days, getting something to do that TV interview for, to real estate. How can I get us to make this transaction for both sides? Yeah, you take away the anxiety. And, uh, and that is such a critical piece. Because um, in, in real estate, like you, I mean, you said, largest investment or one of the largest investments. And, you know, and there's high anxiety associated with it because it's like, am I making the right decision? Am I making the wrong decision? Am I doing too fast? Am I going too slow? Am I offering too much, too little? I mean, you know, what are the pitfalls? And so being able to identify that stuff and pinpoint those, those fear points and helping diminish them, that's exciting stuff. And it doesn't always end up to be a victory for both sides. No. I, you, I, you correctly identify me as a real estate agent. I like to call myself at times a real estate consultant where I say, hey, look, here's the situation. Here's what we got. Here's some suggestions. But at the end, you're going to make the decision. And of course, I've got input, but I am never going to tell a client what to do. I'm going to give them the options of like here, if we do this, it's if we do A, it's this, then B is going to happen. Or if we do B, this, we're going to have C. I give them, tell them what's going to happen. And I want to take away the in the process, take away that anxiety and make them feel better about doing it. But if it's not a good situation, I'm all about the relationships is that, okay, this doesn't work. But in the end, I'm going to maintain a great relationship with you because I was looking out for your best interests. And so we're gonna move on to the next transaction, the next project, and try it again. But it's always about, hey, I want you to look at me at the end of the day and say, thank you for getting me through this and taking away a couple of fears, a couple of anxieties. That first house didn't work, but this one feels much better. That's my goal. That, yeah, and, and that is, that's very exciting because it's something where um, I know for me, um, and it may be the same thing in, in putting together a deal and assembling parties together and making it happen. Um, there is that aspect of win-win where um, you get to witness from both sides the joy associated with the transaction. And that in itself has got to be super elevating. You know what? I, I, it, this happened to me um, this past fall. I had a client of mine had a property that wasn't for sale. Someone reached out to me, saw that it was, asked me, would my client sell it? <sighs> and he said, okay, at this price. And the guy said, no way. And we went back and forth. And I will never forget, I was at home on a Friday night, and we were such and such, still a, a lot of money apart. And I was watching a sporting event just to kind of get through it. And I am, I am hearing both sides in the bubble, trying to get both sides and playing mediator. And I was able to put it together, and Peter, you nailed it. I literally felt like I had just won a game. And I just, that, that, that victory, and both sides felt good about it. Yep. But then I felt good about it, like I put it together, and I was able to do it. So 
I was able to negotiate and put together a great deal. So I'm announcing today that I'm running for president because <laughs> I put together incredible deals. I'm sorry. The um, best deals best ever. Best deals ever. No, it, it, you are correct, though. Those that uh, able to do that, and you're right, there is anxiety in my part, too, and that stress. I'm like, okay, take a moment. And there was that, give me 15 minutes, I'll call you back. And you wait until a verdict comes in, and they go, okay, let's pull the trigger. Let's do it. And then you just kind of calmly just... Oh my goodness, it worked, but it's a victory for all three sides. That's, yeah, that's, that's very cool. That is, (laughs) I love hearing the inspiration to that and the joy that comes from that and the the elevation. There's always a joy. There's always elevation. And I'm always, I never look at a client and go, I'm really sorry I put you in this spot, but here, sign here. No, (laughs) I mean, what, (laughs) that's just, I mean, that would be a horrible feeling. (laughs) Yeah. So I've never had a client call me and say, you really, you know, this was not what I wanted to do. I always tell them, if you don't want to do it, let's walk away. Yeah. And they'll go, and usually, maybe two out of ten times, we walk away. But the other eight, they mull it over and go, you know what, you are right, this is... This is what's best for me. Let's do it. And I've never gotten a call back a week later and going, I totally regret this. They yeah. always come back and go, thanks for, for nudging me in this direction. See, that's great. I mean, that, that speaks so much of your intuition and your ability to, to tap into uh, people's personalities. And, and I'm not a real estate consultant. I'm a, I'm a consultant. I'm an agent. I'm a therapist. I'm a <laughs> yep. psychologist and a magician. So, I, I mean, you can see all the hats on my head right now. It's very odd as you look at me. But it is, it, there, is, there is a lot. I mean, every real estate agent will tell you there is psychology to it. There is therapy to it. There is motivation. There is, we run the gamut. And, but I do it, and I can't speak for every agent, but I would like to think they do it. We run it, we do it for in the best interests of our clients. And that's all I care about is the best interests of my clients. And it shows. And it, it, it shows just from your motivation and perspective. We've got about a minute before our, uh, our next break. So what I want to do is just kind of end this segment and maybe pick up with it afterward um, on, the, on the other side. Um, so we know you were in broadcasting and now you're in real estate. What was the what was the the reason for leaving broadcasting and getting to real estate? I mean, what prompted the move? Something told me that I was going to meet an incredible man who was a diehard Yankees fan if I left broadcasting. I would work with him 10 years later. I'm sorry, I digress. <laughs> uh, Mike, I'll quickly tell you in 30 seconds, my last job, I worked for the CNN affiliate in Tampa, Florida. And at that time, I had switched over to news. I was the morning reporter. And it was a 24-hour news channel. And um, w- I was the morning reporter. I had to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, joy. <laughs> I had to shave, put on the suit, be at the office by 5, TV. out the door by 7, doing a live shot at actually at the, do- out the door at 4 a.m., live shot at 5, 6, 7 a.m., and then working until 2 o'clock. That's what they said I would work till. I worked usually until 4. I did that for two years, and I basically, five days a week, I had no life, and I was burned out. And so... Usually, and I just, usually most people get it from, go from broadcasting to public relations. Uh, A very good friend of my father's, he went to high school with, he's a very big real estate developer, said, you'd be pretty good in real estate. So I had an opportunity here in Arizona from Florida, and the rest is history to sum it up. So I was looking for a lifestyle change. It just 
my lifestyle, I was getting burned out from TV. I've got great stories, great experiences, no regrets. I love it. Pulled up a couple awards, but uh, I left at the right time, and I'm thrilled. I got into real estate out here in Arizona. That's that's an amazing story. I was going to be a wise guy and say, so you got into real estate, why? <laughs> but I'm not going to do that, even though I just, Thank oh, you. I just, yeah, I just kind of fell out of my mouth. How does that happen? So before we head into break, um, my guess is at this point, my listeners are probably wondering, this guy, Steve, is pretty cool. So if I want to go find him rather than go looking for him and Google and maybe hit the wrong Steve Russell, because there's probably, oh, I don't know, a couple million in the country. Where can they find you if they want to find you? Well, there's this brand new website called Facebook. No and, way. And yes, brand new thing. Let me write this down. Yes, exactly. It's from, it, it's from the Valley, Silicon Valley. <laughs> now, if you go to, uh, go to Facebook and if you go backslash, when you just in the search bar in Facebook, type in Steve Russell, Arizona Realtor in the search bar. So basically, Facebook.com backslash one word, Steve Russell, Arizona Realtor, you will find my page and has my email address and my phone number. Obviously, if you feel comfortable, you can text me or you can hit me up on my Facebook page there, my business page. I will respond to you in a heartbeat. So it'd be great to hear from anyone who reaches out. I'd be flattered to hear from you. That's great. That's great. We'll be back in a couple of minutes um, and uh, we'll have more with Steve Russell on Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Steve Russell, real estate agent. And you learned that he is findable on this new place called 
what, the Facebook? No, Facebook. That's right. Get rid of the the. <laughs> Social Network was a great movie, and that they called it the Facebook. <laughs> drop the. It's called yeah, Facebook. Yeah, drop the. 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 <laughs> yeah, Facebook, uh, just literally in the search bar, Steve Russell, Arizona Realtor, and uh, you will find me. And once again, I'd be flattered to hear from anyone uh, after listening to the show and say, I heard you on the show with Peter. Uh, I just even... You don't even have to ask the seller buy a house. Even if you have a question about real estate, I will answer you. So there's no obligation that you have to do work with me. I would just love to answer your question. So feel free to do that as well. So I've got a question for you. Here it goes. So when someone is looking to sell their house, um, what are some of the tips, tricks, hacks. What, well, the first know, thing they say is I live next to Peter Feinstein. <laughs> and then I say, well, we have to sell quickly <laughs> and values will be dropping like a meteor. Plummet. Plummet is the operative word. I actually put that on the real estate sign. Plummet. Great. Uh, because you're next to Peter. <laughs> um, no, really. I mean, you know, what do people, I mean, I mean, this is nuts and bolts stuff. Sure. What do people, I mean, what should people think about doing to help in the process? This is going to be such a cliche, but every house is different. Every situation is different. Uh, but the number one, number one, it has to be priced right. Uh, that it, you may think your house is worth this, and that's fine that you may think that. Well, it is. But, but there you go. Say, <laughs> on cue, young man. Uh, but every house is different. That's the one thing I actually do in establishing relationships. I'll get the phone call. Can you come take a look at my house? Free consultation, no obligation. And they're like, we would like to sell it for X. Can we pull it off? And I will flat out say, you can't do it. Talk to me in six months. Here, And I will show you the market data. Here's why. You want to sell it for this. You're only going to get this. I would be lying and pulling your leg if I sold this, if I said I could sell it for this amount. If they're right there and they are price, and they're, the market says it's a great time for them to sell in their situation, uh, it is, there's a couple of things I go through in the house and a couple of things that honestly a lot of people know. I find it very funny what, what has been both a uh, blessing and a curse is uh, HGTV where people watch that <laughs> religiously. They watch that more than they watch their children. They look at that there, the hand goes up. And so, well, I saw on HGTV, Steve, that I can do this, and I go, okay, well, we're not living in Beverly Hills, and so that does not uh, play into this. But Dang. HGTV does give people knowledge that, hey, if I want to sell my house, I have to be up to par as far as the look and the style. Uh, you can't change floor plans, but you can change the look of a kitchen. You can change the look of a bathroom. You can change the look of your garage. All of these things help. But I go in there, and it, I will let them know, having walked through thousands of houses with clients, and they've told me, when you're smiling because we've done this as well, what they like and dislike, I take that, that information that you tell me about even you, when you go through a house, I will go back and tell a client, you know what, people don't like this about houses. For example, uh, one client I talked to, we'll go nameless, big furniture. And that was kind of tough to see a lot of big furniture. Declutter the house, make it a little bit simpler. Uh, so just simplify your house by taking some things out so they have a better idea as to what their own furniture would look like in that house. So that's... I, 
we could go back and forth, but I've got a million things I could tell you on, on how to improve a house. But yes, every house is different, and I have, I have advice on every single house, but it's rare to walk into a house and go, don't touch a thing, uh, and, and don't tweak a thing. It's perfect. There's usually at least a couple things just to tweak. The operative word is tweak. It doesn't mean let's bring the bulldozer in <laughs> and a couple of sledgehammers and knock out two or three walls. No, let's just tweak some things and it'll have a better appearance both in photos and when people come by for showings. So there's the front end of the do's. What are the cardinal sins, you know, the rules that you don't dare break if you're trying to sell your house? You know, that there's a couple things. You know, one thing that I like to prevent my sellers from doing is uh, is that's how remodeling the house to what they think the buyers would like. That's always tough. Uh, I want to spend $10,000 on remodeling the kitchen with new cabinets, new countertops, and new backsplash. Okay, that's great. But here are the pitfalls in doing that. Number one, do you are you expecting that we're going to raise your price by $10,000 that you're going to get that money back? Well, yes. Okay, that's that's pitfall number one. Pitfall number two, what you've done to the house, which you think is a great look with these brand new granite countertops, you repainted the cabinets and you redid the backsplash, someone may not like that at all. And they're going to think, I'm going to rip this out anyway. <laughs> so my advice is what I always try to do is don't spend money in remodeling with the expectation of getting it back through with uh, with the sale. Okay. That's my number one thing. That's a gr- Actually, that's a great caveat because you can spend the money if you want, but don't, at- don't attach the expectation Please don't. that you're going to get it back. Please don't. A lot of the times I like to have it, I like to price it according like, hey, it's okay. You're You've got the Formica countertops. You've got the, and it's it's okay. And yep. you've got you, you've got the older appliances. That's fine. In lieu of that, we're just going to price it a little bit lower than the house that was totally remodeled down the street. And so they'll see that. Well, this house sold for such and such dollars, and it was totally remodeled. This one is priced less because it doesn't have the remodeling job as the other house. So people are going to see that. And here's the other thing: the appraisers will see that as well. So my I like clients to spend money on little things like landscaping, make the house look nice, mm-hmm. uh, but do not come in there with your HGTV ideas and redo the house with the expectation. I put thirty thousand dollars in remodeling in here. Let's raise the price by thirty grand. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. I will put the brakes on there. I would rather have you spend five thousand dollars if you want to, on landscaping, on decluttering, on moving things on maybe painting a little, you know, doing a couple of touch-ups. Sure. And also a couple of fix-ups that we see. Uh, One thing that I'm actually having clients do now is, I'm suggesting it real quickly, is having them do an inspection before they put it on the market so they know truly what the condition of the house is. Spend $300 to find out (laughs) what these buyers are going to ask you to fix so you really have an idea. Or maybe go ahead and fix them. I'd rather yeah. have you spend two grand in those fixes. Now the house looks great. Plus, when they come back with a repairs request after going under contract, after their inspection, it's done. It's done. And it's cosmetic stuff. And as your agent, I'm going to go, 
we're not going to fix that because you've already fixed the stuff that needs to be fixed. You've fixed the leaks. You've tweaked the plumbing. You've done all of that. They would like what are you to saying? Re- they would. They would like. Boy, this is really a focus on your house, isn't it? Why, you know, if you want a door painted, go do it yourself because we don't know what color you want to paint the door. So I would rather you spend three hundred dollars on fixing some minor things. And so the inspection period goes phenomenally, and you'll definitely, and the appraisers will see it, as opposed to, let's remodel a couple of bathrooms, and let's expect another 15 grand out of the price. It's not going to happen. And that's, that's my honesty. That's my relationship that I establish with the clients. Let's do this instead of this. And, if they, and that's when I tell them, if you really want an extra 15 grand, let's wait for another six more months before we go on the market. I mean, you think about it. You spend 300 bucks on an inspection that shows you the weak, the weak spots. And you might spend, you might not spend two grand. You might spend, you know, a thousand bucks. It might be nothing compared to, and because you have no glaring deficiencies, you might get $10,000 more from that just by spending 300 bucks and the, the little fix-its. Here are the four things that I'll, I'll go through. I know probably up, up against a break soon. Four things I look for with a buyer that I worry about. Not worry, I shouldn't say worry, that I focus on. The roof, the pool, the AC unit, and the water heater. Now, let's go from the seller. Let's inspect those four things. If a couple of tiles are broken on the roof, let's fix them. If the hot water heater is pretty old, let's spend 500 bucks and get a new one. Yep. You have no idea how far that goes with a buyer. Like, what? Brand they new? have a brand new one-year-old water heater? Check that box. That makes me feel better. Yep. Um, the, the, uh, the AC unit, you just retune that? You cleaned out the coils? Oh my, basically I have a new AC unit, even though it's seven years old, but yep. you tweaked it for another 300 bucks? Now you're out $800. You're out $1,000. Instead of $1,000 on remodeling, you just tweaked $1,000 in making your place look phenomenal and give that buyer even more confidence to go through with your buying your house. That's what I would say, focus on that inspection. $300 on the inspection and find out, tweak a couple things on the pool, fix a little bit of equipment there and the roof and those four things. You have gone so far and you have made your house so much easier to sell and so much more attractive to sell by doing that as opposed to that brand new granite countertops in the master bathroom where I spent $2,000, yet I have a 45-year-old water heater that's leaking. (laughs) But, you know, don't look behind the curtain. Don't look at that. I have new bathrooms. The buyer is going to focus on that water heater looks a little shaky. Yeah. And you know what? That is – that is – just amazing advice because in real estate it's all about leverage and that is uh, that is one of the most powerful pieces of advice that I've ever heard and my guess is we've got listeners who if they aren't driving they're just sitting in their office they're writing this stuff down because it's it's that important when we come back from the break we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you do in real estate that is different than others in real estate. And I think that that will help put a a finer point on, uh, you know, even more of the reasons why uh, you're that much different and qualitatively, in my opinion, better and more professional than other real estate agents. We'll be back in- uh, Looking forward to it. (laughs) We'll be back in two minutes and, uh, and hope you'll be here for us.
build your better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. This show has been absolutely smoking along. And um, Steve and I were talking during the break, and I was just, you know, I was just so happy because... Why are you making me smoke cigarettes the entire time? I don't understand this. This... Oh, this is crazy. The ashtray, it looks like just a mole of ashes in here. This is like, I mean, I... You know what? I can only say, thank goodness for radio. <laughs> I have the test pattern shirt on today. So oh, this do you this ever. I'm just, I'm, just faith, I'm just grateful you have a shirt on today, but continue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So... <laughs> I've we thrown were, you off completely. Yeah, I love it. you know what? I'll get back on track here in about seven minutes. Oh, exactly. That's, that's exactly. a wrap. <laughs> Gotta go. Exactly. So... Steve does things as a real estate agent that I don't know any other real estate agent who does. Um, and it was one of the things that I learned um, in one of, the, uh, one of the groups that he and I belong to together, where we actually uh, were introduced to each other, where he talked about um, just being like a, sus- <laughs> I can say this nice, a sustaining resource. And so when I think of a sustaining resource, I think of someone who's networked, plugged in, contacts, and can be of real help. What I've come to realize um, over time is that it's even more than that. Um, There's an attentiveness and an interest in taking care of people that is 
really more like a concierge level of service. Give me some ideas of some of the things that you do. I'm sorry, you're talking to me. I'm sorry, you said attentive. I'm sorry, I missed that. You were saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, let me uh, let me refocus. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so shoot. So when I got in this business in uh, 2009, it was a we were in a wonderful financial state. I'll never forget. I literally drove here from Tampa, Florida. I threw everything in my Honda CRV and thinking I'm going to get into real estate. It's going to be great. And one of the reasons I got into it is like the market in Arizona was booming. Little did I know that AIG and uh, Shearson Lehman are just falling apart on Wall Street. And as we all know, in those wonderful days of 2009, we had a very tough time. Yeah. The real estate market tanked in four big states here, California, Nevada, and Florida. And so as I was running into the fire in residential real estate, a lot of people were running out. And one thing that I did was a lot of open houses with a lot of foreclosures. And so I had worked with a couple of agents who had accounts with banks and they needed to sell these houses and so I would sit a lot of open houses at these open houses I would meet a lot of out-of-towners everybody wants to come to Arizona they're called snowbirds they want to get out of Milwaukee Minneapolis New York Seattle and come down here with the possibility well with a lower priced house maybe you know I can maybe buy something so I met a lot of out-of-town, new out-of-town clients through open houses. And so what I developed with that experience was a concierge service. They are up in Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Seattle, like I said, and they don't know uh, who to hire to do landscaping, who's going to be their pool guy, who's going to be there for deliveries, who's going to do this. And I kind of turned that into a full-service concierge real estate service. And so clients could call me from a Philadelphia and say, hey, listen, I've got a bed being delivered. Can you help me out? And I would literally sometimes, oftentimes, meet them at the house, meet that bid, bed delivery person and let them in. Uh, I helped a client also from Philadelphia have them, they had their brand new house in Gilbert. They had a car delivered and they wanted to make sure the car got into the garage. What did I do? I met the, the car being delivered to, to the house and I put it into the garage. I know it's it's little things that it sounds like, why would you do that? But trust me, it goes a long way to these clients knowing that they've got someone who's looking out for them uh, thousands of miles away. You talked about resources. Over the years, I've developed a number of contacts and resources, anywhere from that landscaper to that painter to that house cleaner. And so my clients up there, wherever, in Chicago, hey, listen, uh, I'm coming down for the Cubs uh, spring training, but I'd kind of like to see if the house could get cleaned up. Is there any possible way? Nine out of 10 times, I usually have an extra key. I will meet the house cleaner down there and have the house cleaned up for them. So when they walk in, they have got a brand new house and they could not be more grateful. So it's things like that, that I think I set myself apart from other agents where they know, and it's still, I've had clients call me two years after I helped them buy a house hey, do you have a termite guy? I sure do. And, <laughs> and off and running we go. So that's that full service experience I like to give my clients. And this is not just for people not from Arizona. I do this for everyone. You could be, it doesn't matter if you're in Arizona or out of Arizona. My clients always have me if they have anything they need. It's not like once the commission check is cashed, I take off. I often tell my clients, 
once I get the commission check, that's when my real job begins because you still need me. You still may want my services when you're up in Oregon. For example, just a week ago, client of mine in Oregon, coming down a week after closing, they sent me, they sent a box to the house. What did I do? I went over to the, to the house, got it, brought it into the house safely, gave them peace of mind knowing that uh, they got what they wanted inside the house. It's things like that I love doing for my clients. That's huge. And it's something where it's so different from every experience that I've had with anybody in real estate. Um, and it's one of the reasons why we're sitting here together and talking about this, um, because there is just, you know, there's a compelling difference with how you treat people and, uh, and the level of expertise that you bring to a transaction that is uh, fraught with potential pitfalls and usually some level of anxiety, sometimes high anxiety. Um, and I think about it for myself, and it's no secret that my wife and I are, are looking to make a change. And, you know, talk about moving pieces and trying to figure out the pieces to the puzzle that need to be managed. It's something where it's like, yeah, I mean, our reliance on an expert, on you, is, uh, is paramount in this whole situation. I was going to say, I, for you, I'll quickly say, I don't think you give yourself enough credit. I think you know, having worked with you, you are tremendously savvy in, uh, in looking and seeing what a house needs and how much it's going to cost. You and I have worked for a while now, and I'm extremely impressed with how you can do numbers, and, and I just watch you. And you know I watch you. I don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I don't want to, I, I would be a fool just like, no, you, you just know how to do things when it comes to remodeling a house. And you have tremendous ideas. You're a math wizard. You just know the numbers. It's extremely <laughs> impressive. You're, you're unique for the clients. A lot of my clients don't have any idea, but for you, I just step back and not try to step on your toes because it'd be an insult to you because you are very savvy at, at remodeling and knowing what kind, what's going to work, what won't work, and the numbers involved. So I, I, you need to give yourself a little more credit because it's pretty impressive at how you do that when you walk into a, a house and figure things out right off the bat. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And uh, on that note, which is a compliment to me, and it's like, you know, it's like, wait a second, he's my guest. It's like, I am so happy that you well, have you been here. Well, you kept flashing a sign that says, give me a compliment, give me a compliment. <laughs> yes. just, it, it, at some point, I had to listen to the sign. <laughs> so this week's Business Rules with Peter Feinstein has featured Steve Russell, real estate agent, um, tremendous, uh, tremendous human being, personality, and, uh, and a, uh, just a, a great uh, a great person to have as a friend and a consultant and uh, and a realtor. And uh, that concludes another episode of Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. We'll be back next week with more fun and excitement. Hope you'll be here too. Thank you for tuning into Business Rules. Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.